Let's pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Gracious God, we thank you for this day. And we thank you for the opportunity to gather together on this Christmas Eve and just exhale from all of the busyness that we've been engaged in for the last month or so. We pray that your presence will be with us, who are those of us who are gathered here in person, and also those who are worshiping with us via Zoom today. Amen. Amen. A few years ago, Ontario Mills had this commercial on the radio and television during the holiday season that went something like this. Mills means more. More stores, more brands, more savings, more fun, more choices, more sales, and even more ways to win. The Mills means more. The words of a song by a group um, named, of all names, Faithless, speaks to the other side of this human desire to want more. Hear the words. Hey, friend. Your misery bewilders me. How come you're never satisfied or gratified? Four walls and a roof, electricity, stable mind, spouse and child, hot and cold water to run anytime, but still you whine, I want more. A bum could rummage through your trash bin and live like a king or just one crumb of your cake. And you say your life still needs fulfilling so you cry, boo-hoo, don't you know? Some would give anything to live like you. What do you mean you want more? Strangely enough, I believe wanting more is a part of this Advent theme in the prophecy that Emily just read for us from the book of Isaiah. In the Old Testament lesson, it shall happen in the latter days, it's the first part of the text says in verse a part of verse two chapter one speaks of judah's sin and the judgment that the people could expect but it also offered some glimpses of the hope of god's enduring love in fact when she talked about when she read the part about the advent candle and peace and then jumped right into the text it was like those two are just diametrically opposed because the peace one is the Advent candle right reading. And then the first part of the reading was really talking about war. And it's not until you get to the second part of the Isaiah reading that it talks about peace. In the second verse, in the A part of the second verse, it says, uses this phrase, the latter days, and it points to rather the future. But we're not told how far in the future this might be. What, what we are told is that in those latter days, this will be a future by the grace of God. The New Testament uses this phrase, latter days, often, or it talks about really the end times. You'll see a lot of that kind of language in the book of Revelation. One commentary puts it this way, that the vision that Isaiah shares is that the reign of God would involve utter transformation of the existing conditions from conflict to unity and peace. The reign of God will destroy the existing conditions from conflict to unity and peace. In Isaiah's prophecy, he spoke to the people who had little, 
children of Israel at that time, they were desperate. They had no homeland and they had few resources and they had really a little bit of hope. They weren't unified, they lacked leadership and they were afraid as they dreamed of this kind of reestablishment. They couldn't envision anything more than what they had already experienced. And sometimes that's the way life makes us feel. I can't envision peace in the midst of all of the hatred and the violence and the war that we see around, around the world and even in America. And so Isaiah promises them more. Isaiah promises them more peace. Isaiah promises them more harmony, a leader who would guide them through their hard times. That's what Isaiah is promising in this text. Isaiah proclaimed that God would send them more, but they didn't hear him. They couldn't hear Isaiah. There's an old blues song which says that I've been down so long that getting up ain't even on my mind. And I would imagine that given their situation, it was probably difficult for them to even listen to what Isaiah was saying because his message was radically different. It was radically positive. Have you ever been around people that are so positive? You look at them like, how can you see? How can you be so happy? How can you be so joyful in the midst of all that's going on? Even today, sometimes it's not easy to preach and for some of us to hear this message of hope. Because we look at the realities of the world today. We look at um, the political system. We look at the economic system. We look at in racial systems in our world. And we say, where is the hope? In these difficult circumstances we're facing, not only what we're facing in America, but what people are facing around the world. We flip through the voices. We want to hear. And unfortunately, sometimes, it's often the voices who are the loudest, who are the most negative and the most dominant that really get our attention. It's those negative voices causing us to have a higher level of fear. Voice of God is not a voice of panic, but it's a voice of reality and a voice of hope. And in our text, Isaiah paints a picture of a society that is at peace. It's interesting, the Hebrew word shalom, like the Hawaiian word aloha, is used as a way to greet and to bid farewell. Shalom is understood by many people to mean peace. And when we hear the word shalom, peace, we usually associate it to what means the absence of war, the absence of strife. But the Hebrew word of shalom is really very different because peace is only a part of the meaning of the word shalom. The commentary tells us that shalom also means to make whole. Shalom means to make complete, being in a state of wholeness or with no deficiency, no problems with your health, wealth, your safety, your soundness, tranquility, rest, harmony, and the absence of agitation, that's shalom, or a discord, the absence of discord, which can exist when peace is absent. So shalom actually means that I can have peace 
in the midst of all of the other stuff that's going on around me. In our text, we are not told of the kingdom that is without danger or without struggle. Rather, what Isaiah describes is a kingdom where hope, it's a kingdom where love is present. And the voice that expresses hope is one that wants to hear from God. A voice that expresses hope. Isaiah refuses to think small, he, and he encourages the people of Israel, don't ask for another king, ask for something more, like Ontario Mills, more. Most of the people in Israel and Judah could not only envision going back to the land and recovering their independence, that's all they could think of. But Isaiah's vision laughed at such a puny, pint-sized dream. And Isaiah really proclaimed that under the spirit-filled leadership of their new ruler, whoever this new ruler was going to be, it was going to be Jesus. There would be more, more than they expected. Isaiah describes not a nation restored, but a nation and a world that is transformed. Ah, what would our world look like if it was transformed? With the advent of this new leader that is coming, according to Isaiah, there would be more wisdom. There would be more counsel. There would be more knowledge to bring about a new creation, a world in which predator and prey would lay down together. It's a, it's a world none dare dream of nor even ask for. Like many of us wandering through the malls, well, by the time this service is over, the malls will be closed. So if you haven't done your shopping, it's too late. <laughs> but wandering through the malls and the toy stores, Israel had to wait for the more that Isaiah prophesied. And the world's still waiting for the more. God's activity in the world was not diminished. The divine plan was not put on some indefinite hold. Instead, what had happened was the drop by drop, inch by inch, profit by profit, preparation for God's people, for God's world, and for the advent of Jesus that hopefully will transform the world and transform you and I. After centuries of waiting and countless generations had passed, there finally came that moment when all that was needed was that one last addition, just that one baby. And it happened in Bethlehem, according to scripture. It happened in Bethlehem, according to scripture, in a simple stable, in a quiet, dark room. But with the advent of that final divine addition on earth, everything was changed. All Israel wanted was another king, but they got more with the advent of Jesus. The word, according to John chapter 1, verse 14, was made flesh and pitched a tent among us. All Judah and Israel desired was to reestablish their national identity and their borders and said they got more. But with the advent of Jesus, the world was offered the promise of peace world and existence without barriers, a world that existed without borders, a world that existed without 
enmity, a world that existed without strife. Oh, take me to that place. The story is told, and with this I end, of a four-year-old girl who, after opening all her presents, told her mother, this was the best Christmas ever. I sure hope Mary and Joseph has another baby next year. <laughs> I, say, I think it's safe to say she wanted more. Adults and children alike who pass department stores and toy stores during this holiday season can immediately be plunged into that, give me more, gotta have it. Give me more overload. And at least until our eyes can rest on the next display or the price tag, <laughs> we want more. Let me tell you just a few things that I want more of. I want more patience. And if you lived with me, you would want me to have more patience too. <laughs> I want more love. I want more generosity. I want more compassion. I want more understanding. And last but not least, I want more peace in our world. Yes, I like that Ontario Mills commercial. Give me more. What about you? Let's pray. God, we thank you for this season of Advent and this time that we have had to just reflect on the gift of Jesus Christ to the world and what that means to every person. And while we are in this more, more, more mindset, may we seek more of you and may we seek more things that will not only benefit us but will benefit all of humanity in jesus name amen